0: With over 1,000 videos on YouTube and 33 million views, Brad Yates is what my kids would call my favourite YouTuber. Known internationally for his creative and often humorous use of emotional freedom techniques, which is called EFT, Brad is a best-selling author and a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. Tapping has not only changed his life, but it has opened up some massive doors for Brad, working with Jack Canfield, Joe Vitale, and including being a guest on this podcast. And I'm really delighted to have him join us on the show today to talk about EFT. So welcome to the show, Brad.
1: Thanks, Fiona. It's so great to talk to you again.
0: It's really lovely. So just as a little um, backstory for our listeners, Brad and I actually go way back. <laughs> um, I first discovered Brad when I was you know, really trying to sort out what was going on in my life and I was just starting to uncover this whole world of kind of personal development out there. And all of these wonderful people who were just sharing what they knew on YouTube, like videos, um, reading books and all of that sort of thing. And I came across EFT. I'm not actually even sure how I really discovered EFT, but I heard about it and I started like doing some research and I came across a guy called Brad Yates who was sitting in his office (laughs) over in America tapping away And so EFT, in terms of the healing modalities that I've explored, EFT was probably one of the first ones. And Brad was one of my first teachers in in my healing journey. So Brad has um, been a guest with us on the Business Addicts podcast and also came for a trip out to Melbourne to run some workshops. And I got to meet him in person. So it was very exciting. And I met his wife, Christy, and I came on a walk with the Happiness Hunter. So it's a real, I feel like I'm catching up today, Brad, with an old friend,
1: it was so funny because I remember on that walk, it was one of those rare times where I uh, allowed myself to be filmed wearing one of my soccer jerseys because I never do that because I know how soccer fans are. And sure enough, somebody saw it who who supported an opposing team and made some uh, comment about <laughs> the jersey that I was wearing. It's
0: like you know, managing the public, you know, the public brand, yeah. the public face yeah. of bread. <laughs>
1: But no, Fiona had to put me on camera on Facebook (laughs) Live and uh, expose me.
0: (laughs) That's really interesting. I've just realized that you often just are wearing just as a a one-color t-shirt or a a block color. Yeah,
1: business casual. I I wear soccer jerseys most days, but I don't. uh, But not in public videos because I know how soccer fans get.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so the first question, we, we're going to talk about EFT today. We're going to talk about it as a modality and hopefully we'll even be able to um, work through a tapping round while we're on um, the show today. But I'm really interested, Brad, like what inspired you to start posting videos on YouTube? Like what what made you think I'm going to do that? Because you've been posting now for years, like before YouTube was even really a thing like it is today.
1: It was pretty early on. I had... So when I started doing the uh, tapping with EFT in around 2000s is when I learned EFT. And it was around 2003 that I started posting short tapping rounds, what I called e-tappings at, at that point. And I wasn't aware of anybody else doing that. You know, this internet, it's, at this time, it's maybe 10 years, 10 years that people had really been on the internet. I think it was around 93, 94 that my wife and I first got on AOL. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, remembering the sound of the modem buzzing in and stuff like that. So it was still relatively new. And I don't know that anybody else was doing those kind of self-help recordings. And then in 2007, YouTube came on 2005, 2006, so it was still really new, not a lot of people knew about it. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was a tapping round that people could start their day with? And I'll call it tap of the morning. And that's all I intended to do. I had no plans of having a channel with a bunch of YouTube uh, tapping videos. I just thought, hey, this 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 video platform on YouTube, it's that's kind of cool. I could put something out there. And it was like six months later, That I thought, you know, I should have a video people could end their day with. What we do, tap of the evening, and then I'm done. And then a few months later, had another idea, and and then another. And as you said, now there's over a thousand videos there.
0: It's amazing. It's really amazing. And I think, um, like now, to have that kind of volume of work on YouTube would be very helpful, given the rise in the you know the growing growth of the platform that you're actually you come up you you've come up in searches and everything at the top probably I imagine you always come up in my searches but that's because like you're in my history right, so right, like right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know actually what the rest of the world is shown but I imagine that sort of helps new people find you because just just by nature of your longevity yeah that's good okay so Brad um like I love EFT. EFT is a modality that I teach all of the students that I work with. And what's really important for people at home to understand is that there's going to be different healing modalities that really resonate with you. Like EFT may or may not. It's not saying that you have to use it, but it's definitely something that i recommend everybody has a go at trying because it really it, it is such a useful thing it's free it's easy you can do it anywhere you can apply it to anything it doesn't require any special equipment you can do it in the car you can do it sitting in front of your computer you can do it in the shower like it's it's just a very versatile and adaptable um, modality which is right. really why i'm i'm a, such a massive fan of it plus it of course what it helps us become aware of and understand about ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think it's useful and I'm all about very useful, useful things in life. Yeah. Um, so can you share with us what actually is emotional freedom technique or EFT? Yeah.
1: So it was basically originally formed around the idea of acupuncture. And so for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've said there's this flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being physically and emotionally. And when this energy gets stuck, we don't feel so good. And when we don't feel good, we don't think as clearly. We don't make the best choices. And that has unfortunate consequences. So in traditional acupuncture, the doctor would stick needles in these key points And we're just stimulating these same points with our fingertips as we tap these different points. And uh, my brilliant friend, Dr. Peter Stapleton, just a a bit north of you up in Gold Coast at Bond University, has done all kinds of great research. And they're finding so many benefits from tapping. The main thing is that it's a stress relief technique. It calms down the, the fight or flight response. So it helps us to relax when we're feeling triggered. But there are, it lowers the cortisol in our bodies. It helps with positive gene expression. There's all kinds of biological markers that they've now found. So not only does it feel good, we relax, but there are all kinds of health benefits to doing this very simple technique. Like you said, it, it doesn't require any special equipment. And like meditation is a great tool, but mm. if you're in a really stressed out situation, unless you've got several years of practice in meditation, it's going to be hard to, to get there. And so tapping doesn't require any, uh, anything special. You can just start using it and benefiting from it right there in the moment. And just on top of that, all of the uh, benefits we're finding from it And again, primarily as a stress relief technique. And when you consider that most, if not all of the things that bother us are either caused by or worsened by stress, then to have a very simple stress relief technique mm. is phenomenal and is useful in so many different situations.
0: One of the things I really like about it as well is it's just like that pattern interrupter like it's an immediate pattern interrupter that you can jump into it's like okay I'm having this thought I'm just gonna I just sometimes just start tapping the side of my hand not even really necessarily talking through anything or doing anything it's just like okay it's this is giving me something else to be focusing on now and I know that this is at some level going to be starting to calm me down or you know send to me or bring me back into the moment so okay so it's it's this acupressure so it's working with the unblocking the flow of energy really in our body um, which is really asking us to accept that we have a energetic body isn't it really so um, and I think that's for for some people where this can be challenging and that's where that link back to that Chinese medicine and the acupuncture and that kind of um, really over millennia kind of proven Healing, making, mechan- healing thing it really, really does help people create that link between the two different things.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're still I mean, there. There are a number of different processes by which the tapping is helping, you know, and and we're still zeroing in on that. But you know, balancing out the energy in the meridians, down regulating the fight or flight response in the limbic system. Uh, There are theories about how it operates with the polyvagal system, the vagus nerve that runs from the brainstem down through our body and affects so many parts of our body and and regulates emotions and other things. So there are a a lot of different ways that the tap is benefiting us and and potentially benefiting us.
0: So how does it actually work? Because I know, um, One of the things that I find really helpful with tapping is that I'll be tapping on something. And generally, Brad, I will be tapping through a script with you about whatever. And um, what I will find as I'm tapping through, either as I'm tapping through or afterwards, there's two kind of things that happen for me. And I don't know if this is what happens for everyone, but I'll get a feeling like sometimes it's like a little tendril of an energy feeling that feels like it's releasing and coming up. And the other thing that sometimes happens is that there is a thought or a memory that will just come into my mind or an understanding of something that will just come into my mind. And it's like, okay, that's what the kind of the block was. So can you share with us a little bit about how that would work, how that works?
1: Yeah, EFG is often like peeling the layers of an onion. And as we're tapping along, we become aware of things that we weren't aware of before it's like going into the attic and there's all these boxes and you start moving boxes and finding other boxes behind that and
0: and, boxes in boxes and there's
1: boxes <laughs> in boxes and a lot of stuff in there is old and stinky but we didn't know where that stink was coming from we just knew it was this, this vague sort of thing and our mind protects us from a lot of things it says you don't want to go look in those boxes. You just don't, don't even bother. And so we can't see some of those boxes because there's a fear response. We're afraid we can't handle the truth. We're afraid we can't handle these, these memories or whatever it might be. And so there's a stress response, like, a, it's like having an electric fence that stops us from going any further. And we just back off and just go, Oh, there's nothing, there's nothing. And I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And as we are tapping, we're calming down that stress response. It's like clipping the wires on the electric fence so that we can go, oh, you know what? It is okay to look in that box and holy cow, here's a book report that I did in the third grade and got an F on. And I've never gotten over that, but I, I totally quote unquote forgotten it. Some part of me, while I mean, I'd be consciously aware of it. I don't sit up you know, most nights going, oh, that book report in the third grade, but unconsciously, there's a part of me saying, well, you know, don't forget that book report. You're really not that smart and you really shouldn't expect much and you're not going to achieve very much. And yeah, that, uh, that opportunity you have over there, don't even bother because remember that book report. So unconsciously, we're very aware of all that stuff, but consciously we keep ourselves from knowing what it is because it feels too stressful. So yeah, in the process of tapping, we allow ourselves to say- you know what? I can handle this now. I can look at this and I can address it and recognize that there are misunderstandings there. These beliefs that I have about myself or about life or about other people are misunderstandings very often made by a very young and immature version of myself. You know, we, we, yeah, we, would you know if i if if you had opportunities to invest in the stock market you probably wouldn't say well let me go down to the kindergarten and ask the 6 year olds their advice on how i should spend my money it's like yeah i wouldn't ask a 6 year old for life advice well guess what you're doing that every day mm. <laughs> every day most of us are making choices based on a 6 year old version Or, or younger version of ourselves saying, No, I can't do this. I don't deserve this. I'm not able to do this, whatever it might be.
0: You know, it's funny you you were talking about boxes then because I've had a like, you know, you talk about layer upon layer, you know, you sort of you've come back to things. So, a few years ago, like it was a few years ago, I was like, I'm a massive fan of decluttering as well. Like, it's very you know, decluttering the physical environment, decluttering the mental environment, decluttering the emotional environment, it all it all really is important and it all adds up. And you get a lot of information from doing these processes if you're open to them. Anyway, so I was going through boxes that had been moved around, paid for to be in storage while I was overseas for years, you know, they those, those boxes that yeah. was just like, I don't even know what to do with these boxes. And interestingly, I found one of those boxes just recently so this it, it, it takes years right anyway so I opened this box up and it was like this shrine to my ex-boyfriend like it was um photos it was I think there was mementos of like you know when we'd been to theme parks or plane tickets and you know letters letters and it, like pretty much everything had been put into this box right anyway I'm like so we both repartnered got kids like the, the relationship is finished we're not it's we, we're done right like yeah. pa- it's in the past I'm like why am I uh, a why am I holding on to this box and b why am I like deciding trying to decide what to do with this stuff like like I I don't understand so I went and sat down and did some tapping I literally just had to leave the box half unpacked I went to some tapping I'm like what is actually going on here anyway tapping away I can't remember what it was I was tapping on and I'm like Oh my gosh. I am waiting for this guy to come back. It was, it just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I'm like, okay, well, you just got to get rid of the box because he's not coming back. And there's nothing, there's nothing to be kept here. Like, you know, it's not stuff you're going to show your kids or anything like that. Like, there's nothing to be kept here. So I got rid of it. Then a bit later on that day or that later that weekend, I'm continuing on with the declutter, and I found some old journals and diaries. And I'm flicking through them. I'm like, do I need to keep these? I don't know. And then I found this letter was like stashed in like the slip of the one of the diaries and I put it out and it was a letter from this guy. And you know what my instant thing was to put it back in so I could keep it. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Fiona, you've got to get rid of it, right? Like, you have to get rid of this letter. Like, you're not allowed to keep this stuff. Like, it's there's no... So I knew there was something still there that hadn't been resolved. Like, I'd let go of this guy, right? Like, I understood mm-hmm. that wasn't over him. But I'm like, okay, I'm, there's something I'm still holding on to. It was only... When I went through the other weekend, I had a box and I thought I have to deal with this box because it's like where I'd put all the the memories and the treasures of all the declutterings that I couldn't deal with would go into a new box, right? So I created this new box of memories that I I didn't want to deal with. So (laughs) then I was like, I'm going to deal with that box because I'm working on a big goal. I need to go through this box. And what I realized was... It was, it was, it it took me all day to go through this one box and I did a bit of tapping and stuff, but, you know, and and some journaling and stuff around it. Like I really threw all my, all my tools at it. But what I realised was, it was, it was actually quite sad when I realised it. There was letters from my grandparents and my mum and my dad and my sister and stuff when I'd gone away and, you know, really precious people in my life. And what I realised was I these people had, had written me letters or done stuff. And I felt like I had rejected their love at the time. And mm. so I, I just couldn't get rid of these letters. And, you know, what I decided to do, I just thought, Oh, that's, I just, I'm just going to let myself process this for the next few days, because I'm obviously chain, chaining love to memories. It's like chained to memories in the past. Like, yeah. um, and that's okay that I'm just going to just be really gentle with myself over the next few days and weeks, months, whatever, because this is obviously like the core, whatever, a core box that i have got in, inside of me. But what I found fascinating about that process was when I actually linked this current box to that box from about five or six years ago, and I thought, wow, this is just the same thing at a different level now. And so that's really representative, almost in a way, of EFT is. It's like it's just levels and layers, and we just do it. It just comes up. We're never going to get sent anything we can't handle. It's going to come up as it's meant to come up, and it's ready to be released and to go. Yep. Yep. So, but it was it was EFT that actually helped me understand. I'm waiting for him to come back. I'm like, I beg your pardon. Like I was just like, I don't. But that's that. Then that ties into that whole thing about this this love only exists in my memories in the past. It doesn't exist in the present moment. It was, it was.
1: Uh, and it's, and it's brilliant that you allowed yourself to discover that because most of us are walking around with all kinds of logic. That's not logical, Yeah. but, but we're letting it guide us. We're making decisions on what to keep and whether to turn left or right, or where to, you know, do this or that. And if we could, and we're just following directions without without questioning it, and to look at you know and say, "Well, let me take another look at the direction what This is why I've been doing this. This doesn't make any sense, but we just follow without questioning it and until such a point that it's like, this is not working for me,
0: yeah. Yeah, or it is working but I'm not getting the results that I'm really lo- right. looking for at the moment. Yeah, it's a very right, right. successful strategy but it's not quite the right one.
1: Right. We are 100% successful 100% of the time. Yeah. based on what our unconscious mind is thinking is successful. Yeah. And that idea of holding on to that possibility that this guy comes back because of some understanding or misunderstanding maybe that started years before you ever even met that guy that it, that it fits into. It's like, okay, hold on to this. Yeah. It's and, and so we, we do what works based on what our unconscious mind thinks, but a lot of what we're thinking unconsciously is not logical. Yeah. It doesn't make sense when we, we actually look at it. So have, but we don't allow ourselves to see that we have that electrical fence that keeps us from going and looking at that. Oh yeah. Don't touch that box. Just leave it there. It, it's fine. Leave that letter tucked into the journal, right where it is. There's a reason we put it there. Don't question it, and and we get an electric shock. We have a stress response, maybe at an unconscious level. We're not even aware of it. We were consciously, we're not even aware that there's journals with letters in them. Yeah. And uh, but that, as we calm ourselves down and look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, this is not working for me. This is <laughs> counterintuitive.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I think. The thing I love about EFT, and particularly if you're working sort of through stuff with someone like you, Brad, is that you actually you, you feel very supported and guided through that process. Because I think a lot of sometimes these things, you know, like if you're journaling or doing some stuff, you're on your own, and um, it can be sometimes it's easier to walk away from that. Whereas if you're sitting down in front of the computer tapping with Brad, it's just you're not on your own with it either.
1: It's like this morning. I when I work out, I watch a you know Body on demand. You know, <laughs> watch I watch these train videos because it's easier to have someone say, you know, okay, five more, five more, yeah. than just on my own. Because on my own, it's like five. You know, two's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost that accountability. I think in a way to help you to help you go through the boxes. Like you sometimes people get, um, you know, like professional organisers to help them declutter and stuff because they actually can't make those decisions and can't do that on their own. It's too overwhelming. So I think yeah, I you know I'm I'm a fan. But Brad, can you talk? Can you talk through how how like the the process of tapping? So how that actually works? Yeah.
1: So in general, we start off by being aware of what's bothering us. So just example, we, if we're feeling stressed out about something, we may not be aware of it, of what it's about, or it may be absolutely clear. Like I've got this report due at the, by the end of the week and I'm feeling all this stress. So we'd say, all right, on a scale of zero to 10, how stressed out am I? Oh, an eight. Uh, where do my, by do I feel it? I feel tension in my shoulders. So we're just trying to make it as tangible as possible, what's bothering us. Then we would take the fingertips of our dom of the index and middle finger of our dominant hand and gently tap on the side of the opposite hand. So right where, right between the wrist and the pinky, right there mm-hmm. on the edge of your hand. And gently tap in there, and we say, even though I have this stress. Or whatever the problem might be, I choose to love and accept myself. And we repeat that three times. And that's just sort of creating this opening to work on it. Rather than saying, I'm fighting this, I'm resistant, I'm pretending it's not there. I'm saying, okay, I'm acknowledging that it's there, and I choose to feel love and acceptance for myself, even with this, especially having that compassion because there's a part of us that says, I need this stress. I don't I don't have uncomfortable emotions because I just want to mess with myself. Hey, you know what? I think it's time that I be a little less happy today. <laughs> there's there's a part of us that says, this is necessary. This is going to keep me safe. Like if I don't stress about it, then I just won't do it. You know, and come Friday, my boss says, where's that report? It's like, I don't care. I didn't feel any stress this week, so shove it. <laughs> you know, this idea that we can only be motivated by, by misery, by discomfort. So so we tap on the side of the hand and and repeat that phrase three times. Then we tap right at the beginning of the eyebrow point and, uh, and say all this stress. Following your eyebrow out to the corner of your eye and say all this stress. Just tapping right there. Following the edge of your eye socket under the middle of your eye, just above your cheek, and tapping there and say all this stress. Right under your nose, just above your upper lip. All this stress. Tapping right below your lower lip, just above your chin. All this stress. Next point is where your collarbones just about meet. There's a little bit of a U shape at the base of your throat, and you can use all of your fingertips or even make a fist and tap right where the collarbones just about meet and say all this stress. Next point is about four inches below your armpit. It's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure any guys listening to this can figure that out too. <laughs> Just tap in there and say, all this stress. And finally, uh, the crown of your head. So just using all of your fingertips and tapping around the top of your head and say, all this stress. Then you take a deep breath. Let it go. And then you check in with your shoulders or wherever you might have been feeling the discomfort. And rate the stress on a scale of 0 to 10 again. And for some people, they'll go from an 8 to a 0 like that. For some, it'll go from an eight to a 7.75, and it may take several rounds. And again, the the whole peeling the layers of the onion thing, we might be tapping and saying, all this stress, all this stress. Oh, my goodness. It's not even this report due at the end of the week. It's this thing that happened to me when I was in the seventh grade that I got in so much trouble, and I was grounded for a week, and I never got over that, and I just thought I'm such an idiot. And that's what I'm feeling right now. And so now we can not only clear the stress about the report that's due this week, we can clear the stress about that report that was done back in the seventh grade and clear up decades of stress that we've been holding on to in our bodies because we hold it energetically and we let our minds use that as a reason to block ourselves from opportunities not because we're bad or stupid, but because we're trying to protect ourselves based Mm -hmm. on misunderstandings from the past.
0: I think uh, it's Dr. Roger Callahan. Is he, was he the one that developed the modality?
1: The original tapping that we do uh, was from Dr. Callahan. And he he discovered it when he was working with a woman with a water phobia, lifelong water phobia. And he had been exploring different uh, healing modalities, was learning about acupressure, and learned that the stomach meridian, the point for the stomach meridian is right under the eye. And she was saying that when she had this fear, it uh, she felt an upset in her stomach. So we thought, oh, well, let's see if we can do something about that not in your stomach and had her uh, tap under her eye and her lifelong water phobia disappeared. Amazing. Now, that's what we call a one-minute wonder. Those, they happen. They're not the usual way this happens. Usually it takes a little bit longer. So some people are when they tap, they think, well, it didn't happen in a second. I didn't have instant relief from all of the things that ever bothered me. Well, okay. It does. That's not how it always works. But uh, although, although it can. So he started working with different patients and found that for different issues, he would tap different points in different sequences. And then one of his first students was Gary Craig, who had a degree in engineering and thinking like an engineer, he said, how do we simplify this? said, rather than spending all this time figuring out which points to tap in which which order, what if we tap all the eight points that we generally use in one line from top to bottom and found that he was getting the same great results? So it's like, wow, that's just much simpler to just tap all the points rather than taking a lot of time figuring out which ones. And so he called that format uh, emotional freedom techniques.
0: And how does it work with with saying... Sort of talking these affirmations or these statements out loud. So how does how is all of that linked?
1: So the tapping on its own will help us lower stress. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a lot of times I will do that without saying
0: anything.
1: Get cut off in traffic. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: I don't want to hold on to this stress. the The wording is there to keep us focused. So, for instance, if, if I spill something on my carpet uh, and I go to get the vacuum, the, saying the words is keeping me focused on that place where the dirt is spilled, as, as opposed to if I'm just saying, well, I'm just going to vacuum, and I might go and just wander around the room vacuuming, and I won't do a thorough job on that, uh, that spot, and I may find myself in a totally different part of the room, and I look down at the carpet and say, oh, the carpet's clean. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's still dirt over behind me. So the wording is designed to keep us focused on what's bothering us. But again, if you're if you're already feeling emotional distress, you probably you don't have to worry about that because even without the words, you're very aware of where that uh, that upset is. But it's it's more thorough to use the wording, and the more specific we can be, the more we zero in on exactly where the disturbance is. That's. So in the original version of EFT, as I just described, we just say whatever it is, this stress or this anger at Bob or this sadness about my grandmother or whatever it might be so that we stay targeted. The way that I do EFT is it's very intuitive process for me and I like to go exploring and look at, okay, so what else is going on here? Why might I have done this? Why did I spill the dirt on the carpet in the first place? Where did that dirt come from? Is there is it possible that there are other places where I spilled dirt and not paid attention to it? So trying to do a, a thorough job that way by exploring it. And then as we do that, we have a chance to reconsider what's bothering us and what is it really you know, it's like finding out, oh, well, I'm hoping this guy comes back. Well, now that I've said that out loud, I know that's not what I want. <laughs> so we're able to reconsider what's been bothering us.
0: One of the things, um, uh, it's it's like the Brad technique that I know when you came to do your workshop in Melbourne, you said, you know, that you're known in the industry for the like the Brad tapping technique, the <laughs> the bread tapping um, because it is it is more of an extended tap as well and it is as you say it is um, very exploratory like it's really it's it's asking a lot of questions and coming at things from many different angles which is the approach i really i really respond to and sort of work with in my work anyway but what I love about that technique is that there'll just be a word that triggers and, you know, you're, you're just kind of putting things out there and there's something that lands and that that hits that point. And it's like, okay, I know, I'm in the general direction of where I need to be, but I actually don't know what this is about. But if I just sort of kind of come at it and look at it from enough different perspectives, it's going it, to, it's going to, it's going to hit what needs to yeah. be hit. And that's when you sort of feel you, you physically, it's a physical sensation um, and, and, and an awareness and a knowing. So Um, we often
1: have a physical experience like yawning is a really big one for a lot of folks when that shift happens yeah but it it happens differently for different folks and sometimes there isn't a an explicit physical reaction but there is sort of an aha you know it's like looking at it from different angles if there's if there's dirty laundry under your sofa and if you're just looking at the back of the sofa, you may not see it, but you come all the way around the sofa. It's like, oh, there it there is. It
0: is. Yeah. I see it now. So with with what you're doing, sort of that more intuitive process, did that just evolve for you through, through doing the tapping on YouTube? Or did that just evolve for you in your practice? Like how did you kind of, really step into that and and go this is how I do it some of that
1: probably comes from my background as an actor and yeah. I didn't do a lot of improvisation but but some so there was already and and I'd also before that been a cartoonist so I had always been artistic and so creativity is already yeah creative creativity has always been a part of my life so and then when I went from acting into personal development. I was a hypnotherapist and it was coming up with scripts and just allowing it to flow and just looking at, you know, saying things to people and guiding them through this imagery and coming up with those things. So that was something that I then brought into the tapping. And even though I had learned the very basic version of EFT, say the problem, say the problem, say the problem on each point, I had learned it from Gary Craig and he did a a lot of the same thing where he would then explore things and say different things throughout the tapping around. It wasn't, he wasn't just saying the same statement over and over on every point. So there was already that license to be creative with it. And then I just sort of developed my own, allowing it to go where it went and, and it, it comes through me, not from me. I sometimes I'll say something. I'm like, that's brilliant. I wish I'd thought of it. I don't know where it came from and, and coming up with, I I love using analogies and I'll be saying something and I'll have an idea for an analogy and say, you know, it's like this, say something metaphorical and the person later will say, that's something that actually happened to me <laughs> it's like oh isn't that interesting how that happens because there's a connection that happens
0: yep a hundred percent agree with that okay so Brad will you will you take us through a tapping round on today's episode
1: oh twist my arm of
0: course okay so for those of you at home um what i'll do i'll put on the show notes is actually the tapping points but brad will talk us through the points as we go through so you can have a look at the tapping points and then you can tap through and if you're not if you're just confused can i just tap on one particular point or a couple of different points brad to say the words if it's too much to kind of step through each of the points
1: yeah obviously this is audio and i i'll mention the points as we go along and you can just guess at it until you have a chance to go watch one of my videos or look at the the diagram on my website at tap of Brad and, and see the points, but don't worry about it. it's a very forgiving process. It's not like acupuncture where you're using a very tiny needle. Yeah. We're using our fingertips. We're covering a, a pretty big area. Yeah. So, so don't worry about getting it wrong, but if it's if if that makes you uncomfortable this is this is a process for relieving stress if it makes you feel more stressed out worrying about tapping the wrong point just tap any any point and 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 stay there if you can even just stay on the on the side of the hand if uh if and until you have a chance to go and look at the point
0: you needed a tapping script on tapping stress stress for tapping and the right points or something brad
1: I actually did a video on <laughs> that just recently because I just, I've done everything on audio for the past almost 20 years. And I've just recently switched everything to video. So I do these teleclasses and, and that have always been audio. And now with the video, everyone can see me. So I'm not saying the names of the points, but I only post the audio. And so people are like, well, now you're not saying the name of the points and I don't know where to tap. <laughs> And so I post a video on even though I'm afraid of getting it wrong, because it doesn't <laughs> matter. It does. If, if I'm tapping under the eye and you're tapping the collarbone point, it's not like the process isn't going to work. <laughs> so, Very but, good. But, but we're human beings and we, have, we all have so much baggage about getting it right and looking good and, all, and not making mistakes and don't screw up. So I totally understand that, that folks have that that anxiety about that, but really it doesn't. It, it's fine. Let it go. <laughs>
0: okay. So today, can we do a tapping round on something around like today is a great day. I like to feel good, like a really uplifting round, and, but working through whatever might be preventing us from having that great day. A-
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, we'll, we'll do the, the twist where we use a positive statement as okay. our, as our open round. So, in general with EFT and the way it was originally developed, we would say, okay, what stopped me from feeling good? Well, I'm, I'm anxious about this meeting I have tomorrow or uh, I, you know, I met this person and they haven't called me or whatever it is. So we would say, even though I'm anxious about this issue, I choose to love and accept myself, but we can also turn around and there, there's some people who disagree with this. I, a, you know, you shouldn't use positive things. But to me, if you're vacuuming up the carpet, it doesn't matter if you're saying dirt on the carpet or clean carpet, you're still cleaning it up.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> so, and whatever, and I, I do I do believe that because I often do, we'll do the tapping, the positive tapping rounds, stuff still comes up. It's like, okay, well, the things that are preventing me from having that will we'll exactly. bubble up and rise to the surface. So
1: exactly. If, I, if I'm saying I choose to feel awesome, then whatever stopped me from feeling awesome is going to show up and go, Oh no, you can't
0: because (laughs) of this. It's like, great.
1: Now you're here to be tapped away.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good. And um, actually just, actually, I'm going to come back to that because I want to ask you about the, um, like I find tapping and journaling are two modalities that work really well together. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to know your thoughts around that. Uh,
1: About journaling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Working with, with, they're kind of the EFT process.
1: Yeah, it is it is a great way, uh, another great way of exploring. So I, I try to start each day doing morning pages, as yep. learned from Julia Cameron's Cameron. this way. Yep. Uh, and it just is brain dump and just getting out all this stuff. And during that process, I will often find things like, "Oh, that's something I need to tap on."
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's just another exploratory uh, process to look at what are things that might be in my way.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so let's discover all the things that are in our way today <laughs> yes. for having a great day.
1: So we'll see. We'll see what what happens. So first, I'll invite folks close your eyes, take a deep breath. Just following your breath through your body. Just allowing yourself to be right here, right now. Follow your breath through your body and allow yourself to be aware of what you're feeling physically and what you're feeling emotionally. And on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being magnificent, allow yourself to see where you might feel. So just get an idea of how good you're feeling right now. And don't judge yourself harshly if the number is lower than you'd like it to be. Just allow yourself to be aware of, oh, wow, I'm at a three or maybe a seven or an eight. It may be a 10 and that's great. But we're going to tap anyway because to me, nothing is so good, it can't get better. And very often we think we're at a 10 and then we find out, wow, this goes all the way up to 11. (laughs) So we want to explore that. So just allowing yourself to be aware of where you're at right now. Notice what thoughts, beliefs, or memories might come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't feel better. Notice what physical sensations or emotions are there. Allowing yourself to be aware of what feels important. Take a deep breath. Open your eyes. And so tapping on the side of your hand. I choose to feel really good. And I choose to love and accept myself. I choose to feel really good. And I choose to love and honor myself. I choose to feel really good. And I choose to have an awesome day. I choose to be the sort of person who has an awesome day. I choose to feel really good. And I choose to deeply and completely... Love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who might be involved in these feelings. Tapping the eyebrow point. I choose to feel really good. Side of the eye. I choose to feel really good. Under the eye. In fact, I choose to feel as good as possible. Under the nose. I choose to remember how I felt on my best day. Under the mouth. And I choose to feel that good today. Collarbone. And the better I allow myself to feel of the arm, the better I perform top of the head and I make awesome things happen eyebrow point and that's how I create an awesome day side of the eye and I'm giving myself permission Out of the eye To feel as good as possible. Under the nose. Unconditionally. Under the mouth. It's not I feel good because this happened. Collarbone. I'm allowing myself to just feel really good. Under the arm. And I'm clearing all the reasons why I couldn't or shouldn't. Top of the head. I choose to be open to the possibility. Eyebrow point. That feeling good is actually my natural state of being. Side of the eye. And the only reason I don't feel that good all the time. Of the eye is because part of my mind says I have reasons not to. Onto the nose. So if I'm not already feeling as good as possible. Onto the mouth. What reasons am I telling myself? Collarbone about why I couldn't or shouldn't feel better. Out of the arm. And I'm allowing myself to reconsider that. Top of the head. Who does it benefit for me to not feel so good? Eyebrow point. Maybe I'm considering bad things that are happening in the world. Side of the eye and i and my programming tells me that i can't feel good out of the eye when bad things are happening out of the nose but by that logic out of the mouth i could never ever feel good pardon Because there's always something unfortunate happening somewhere. Under the arm. And I can't feel bad enough to make those things better. Top of the head. But as I allow myself to feel better, eyebrow point. I think more clearly. Side of the eye. I can be more creative onto the eye. I can come up with ways to make the world a better place. Onto the nose. And just by feeling good. Onto the mouth. I raise my vibration. Collarbone. And that can be contagious. Under the arm. And that helps other people feel better too. Top of the head. My feeling good is a win-win situation. Eyebrow point. So there's some very good reasons for feeling good. Side eye. I love and appreciate those parts of me. Out of the eye that have been limiting how good I feel. Out of the nose, believing that that was necessary. Out of the mouth. And I'm allowing myself to reconsider. Cowbone, giving myself permission to feel a whole lot better. Under the arm for the highest good of all concerned. Top of the head, allowing myself to feel awesome in body, mind, and spirit. Take a deep breath. With your eyes closed, go inside again and rate yourself again on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being magnificent, awesome. Awesome. See if that number's come up and hopefully that number has come up. Hopefully it's come way up, gone all the way up to eleven. And uh and also you may just have had some of those uh layers of the onion peeled away and gotten some awareness of, oh my goodness, here's a box that I didn't know that was there that was stinking things up, and now you can go and do specific tapping to clear that out.
0: Uh Brad that was so good I feel so good that was amazing you know what came up for me it it was I I, I realized it this week a couple of weeks ago you know when I got in touch with you to um come on the show and I could not believe that I had not invited you on the show beforehand I actually I like get Brad to come on the show because I'd started doing a lot more tapping like I I just thought, all right okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a bit of a tapping frenzy like a tapping binge we like to call it you know you go through stages in your life where you so I'm actually in the middle of like I'm tapping every day again and I've been doing it for a couple of months and I was like oh I can't believe Fiona, you haven't even thought to ask Brad on the show. Like it had not even crossed my mind. And we're and up I to had like, to do
1: a lot of tapping about it, even though Fiona hasn't invited me <laughs> on the show yet. I was like, <laughs>
0: like we're up to episode 80. I teach EFT. I talk about you probably pretty much every day to people. Like I'll be saying, you know, talking to someone, go and do some EFT, whatever. I'm like, I can't believe it. Anyway, then I remembered when I first started tapping, Brad, I used to tap there with you and I used to imagine, you know, because I was really, really trying to get clear on like my identity of success and my future life and, you know, what I wanted and stuff. And I was like, imagine if I met Brad one day, like that would be so cool. Like imagine what level of energy I would be operating at or, you know, what I've let go of to kind of even for our paths to intersect and cross. And actually, and then I was like, oh my gosh. And then I did he did come on the podcast and then he came to Australia and I actually met him in person. And then as we were going through that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm now like here with you, Brad, it's just you and I, obviously we're recording this episode. I'm doing my own private tapping with you online. Like I, I think this is what the whole point of this is when we get work through our stuff and clear our things, miraculous magical things happen that you wouldn't even imagine you know that like i'm now you know i'm friendly with brad and i can ask him to come on my podcast i'm not just ringing out reaching out to some random stranger like we, we that connection has gone to a completely different place as a result of eft like it can open up stuff that's just one example
1: because magical miraculous things are happening all the time and we are blocking them yes not because we're bad or stupid not because we're weak or lazy but because we have programming about why we couldn't or shouldn't be experiencing things like this. You know, people, we, we have people that we want to meet and we have all the reasons like, well, they wouldn't want to meet little old me. And what do I have to offer them and this or that. And we forget, wait, I'm a magnificent child of the universe. They'd be lucky to meet me. And, but we block that because of old, just old programming, old misinformation, either people have, other people have had misinformation and passed it on to us saying that we're not good enough or they've said something or we've experienced something and in our young mind decided, oh, this must mean that I'm not good enough. So we we block that. And as we clear that stuff out, we're saying, oh, okay, now bring it in. The universe can can bring in all these great opportunities. And I absolutely recommend tapping on a daily basis because to me, it's energy hygiene. Yeah. We have physical hygiene, we brush our teeth, we take showers on a daily basis, mostly. And we don't <laughs> wait, we don't wait and we don't look in the mirror and look at our teeth and go, oh, there's nothing green growing out from between my teeth. I don't need to brush my teeth yet. We don't wait for that. We just brush them to make sure that they stay clean. We take a shower before people are holding their nose around us, mm. and but we don't do that with stress and with this uncomfortable energy. We just sort of say, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. If we did this, if we did with our physical hygiene the way we do with our energetic hygiene, people wouldn't come within a 40-foot radius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's having that, that daily thing. And we just tell ourselves we're fine. And it's like, yes, but what could I attract into my life if I were awesome? Yeah. Why am I settling for fine? Why do I tell myself, fine is really all you should expect and it's all you should go for it's like no there's there's so much the, the universe tells us over and over that there's so many awesome things available to us you know when we're out at night and we look up at the sky and there's millions of stars we don't go you know i i just need to see three or four stars that's fine yeah <laughs> you know you don't go you don't go out to the water somewhere somewhere just somewhere along the coast and it's just spectacular and we don't go and just go I'm I'm not going to look that far out. You know, if I, if I see a few feet of water, maybe a wave or two, that's, that's fine. Yeah. We, we allow that. It's like, but we cut ourselves short in so many other places. Not. And again, we're not because we're bad or stupid because we have misunderstandings. Yeah. You know, and there may be people who have been told, don't look, uh, you shouldn't see too many stars. It, you know, it might be bad for your eyes or it takes away from other people or something. But but for the most part, we don't have those kind of messages again about that kind of abundance. But we have all these reasons about why we couldn't or shouldn't have greater financial abundance, greater health, and greater happiness. Yeah, why we shouldn't feel so good, or you shouldn't feel so good because there's other things happen. It's like I I can't feel bad enough to make anything better, but I can feel good enough to have plenty of positive energy to share, and to be thinking in terms of what can I do to make the world a better place? Yeah.
0: And I think that's what the, the, that real tapping does is it's it reduces the stress, which then just opens up yeah. those, op- those newer ways of thinking and those more constructive, positive ways of taking action. And yeah. it, cause it gets rid of all that clutter, like all that, yeah. the stuff that's kind of keeping you stuck.
1: Yeah. That, that fear and stress, it shuts down the prefrontal cortex where our creative thinking or our rational brain is all of best, all of our best ideas come from this most modern part of the brain. But when we're feeling stress, it starts to shut down. And so we, you know, when people talk about, Oh, we're only using a small percentage of our mental ability. Well, part of that is because we're so stressed out that we're not accessing that part Mm. to the fullest extent possible.
0: Yeah. Brad, it has been such an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I've really enjoyed seeing you and catching up with you. And thank it you for sharing your It is great to see you wisdom. again too. Yeah, and hopefully we will be able to catch up in person at some point in the not too distant future. Who knows when that date might be, but...
1: I was supposed to be in Australia in November. Mm. With my buddy in, in Perth, Steve Wells, we were going to do East and West Coast of the US in, in April and East and West Coast of Australia in November. And it was just a few weeks before our first workshop in San Francisco that is like, we, we have to shut everything down. We, yeah. He couldn't travel over here and uh, we couldn't do workshops. And was... So I uh, so missed that opportunity, but I will definitely be back.
0: Yeah, well, I can't wait. Make sure you let me know when you and Christy are coming back because I would love to see you again. But thanks, Brad. So tapwithbrad.com
1: yep.
0: is the website. And just go to YouTube and you can type in Brad Yates and you can type in whatever your struggle is. I can pretty much guarantee you will <laughs> find a tap. A tap there's a tap for that.
1: Yeah, I'm always I putting out new videos every week. And uh, yeah
0: really good well, thanks library. thanks again Brad you know and thank you so much for the work that you put out into the world it really um it you know it really helped me hugely in my life and hundreds if not thousands of people who who've referred to your work as well so you know the the ripple effect of doing something like that and the other thing I wanted to say as well Brad is that you know like thanks for thanks for showing the path like shining the light because You and other, um, you know, practitioners and and people that have just genuinely from your heart shared what is useful and helpful because it helped you to help other people has really helped um, me in the work that I do. And, you know, just just be a decent human being and put good stuff out into the world. And that's all we've got to focus on because everything else kind of will get taken care of when when we truly operate from that space. So that has been very inspiring for me as well in the work that I do. So thank you, Brad.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you for doing the work that you do.
0: Yeah. It's a very fulfilling way to live. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Mm. so right.
1: everybody else listening please do that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway thanks brad and um I'll yeah thanks for listening and we'll speak to you next episode bye thank you so much for joining me for today's episode if you enjoyed the show make sure you subscribe through your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss a future episode and please feel free to leave a rating or a review